0: You're listening to the Legendarium Blue Team. Welcome. You have chosen wisely. Please go to patreon.com/legendarium to support the show. We should set we should set a wrong counter. Yeah, we how should. many
1: times is Ken wrong in one episode how many times is
2: Ken wrong and when is Todd going to cry I'm sure that those are the ones that people are laying out for themselves Todd has no intention of crying on this episode by the way none just so we're clear none Welcome to the Legendarium. We are the Blue Team and we are here to talk about C- Cibola Burn. Cibola, Cibola Burn. Jibata bun. I don't know. <laughs> what, whatever we're going to call it this time around. That's the book we're talking about. It's book four book in the Expanse. That's-, <laughs> that's
1: what I always say when I'm on like that's- Discord or something. I don't know how these are spelled, and I don't actually remember the name of this book. So we're on book Le- four,
0: <laughs> Leviathan what Wakes. What
1: comments do you guys? Book three. Yeah. I don't know what these books are called. Leviathan so. Wakes,
0: Caliban's War, Abaddon's Gate, book four okay now you're just showing off now you're just
2: showing you do that because you have given them all names like they're a batting lineup for the cubs that's what's going on there are
0: nine books
2: there are nine books and that's kind of why i use that (laughs) we are uh, hopefully you guys are glad to be kind of like i
0: said with the dresden files we're in the heart of the order here we are in the heart you did
2: say that but that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks in the meantime we are talking about we are still hard and fast in the expanse are you guys having a good time with this book
1: yeah ken sure Okay.
2: Okay. Here hey, we go. Ever. The start of a schism in our small <laughs> little group, in our small little band
0: of happy warriors.
1: Don't worry. I will tell Ken that he's wrong, and we'll move on. <laughs> even
0: even if I'm right, she'll tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know that is the way of things. If you
2: are new <laughs> to us, and and you're listening to this, and you're saying, "What in the? Hang on. Hang on. We'll get to some good stuff." Uh, Ken, do you have
0: a recap oh, for us? Boy, do I have a recap! It's it, it's it's such a fun book that it was the it was so fun to recap. Ken, stop trying hard. Just give us a recap. Oh, Okay, so. <laughs> So anyway, way gates are open, and people all across the solar system are excited to blast off and stake their claim in the new frontier. It's a big deal for the evolution of man, a thousand new worlds to explore. So naturally, it comes down to a fight over who gets the stuff left behind by the last guy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Government and big business are all excited to land on the first planet they see and mine the hell out of it. Only one snag. <laughs> A group of disgruntled belters has run the blockade set up by the gate, uh, set up at the gate by the OPA's appropriated behemoth warship, and now humanity's first in, uh, settlement outside of the solar system is parked right on top of a gigantic lithium deposit that energy contractors want. Oh, and a ton of ancient proto-molecule tech. That surely won't be an issue, will it? <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, people, and it's also why we can't have people just running around the galaxy all willy-nilly, because stuff like this happens. <sighs> For whatever else we are, humans have an uncanny ability to turn the most amazing advancements into a tale as old as Time Turf War. (sighs) So, who better to negotiate a compromise between the two sides and keep Earthers and Belters from shooting each other than the most honest man in the galaxy, trademark me. (laughs) jim holden does jim, and, does jim holden pay you every time he says that he should i tell you i deserve <laughs> royalties jim holden and the Rosies roll into town all magnificent seven like well maybe magnificent two, because holden and amos hit the planet make all the random girls swoon and alex babysits some callback from two books ago some dude from three books ago tries to convince everyone that the corporations are good and Naomi she pretty much just takes the book off so but proto uh, proto Miller hitches a ride to in Holden's brain and apparently on the Rosinante as well so and he's all excited to go out and punch all the buttons on this long dormant proto gear which inevitably makes the planet go crazy so the answer to the age-old question what do you do when the planet you're standing on tries to kill you
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. How many times? Oh, How many gosh. times does the planet try? Yeah, okay. We'll, I have a we'll feeling, talk about that. Later. I, I
0: have a feeling there are more on the way. <laughs> so, so uh, questions for you: Does the prototech actually devour all survivors, or is that just sound and fury? Did you notice that Bobby Draper was in this book? Yay. Yes. I'm. Uh,
2: as I, soon as I read that, I thought, "Oh,
0: Bobby's in the book," and then she. And then Bobby's
1: uh, not in the book, and it, I was really disappointed. Yeah, just just like that?
0: just like every other book, here's somebody in the prologue that you won't see again. I was really excited yeah. when
1: Bobby started off this book. And yeah. Then she just <laughs> so, then she never came back and I was like, I was like, yes. Dang it.
0: Yep. No. And uh question number three, is Jim Holden the dreamiest man in the galaxy or nah? I just I Really? Yeah. Wow. Come on. All the girls swoon. Okay, one girl swoons. Oh my gosh. Over and
2: over, <laughs> and, over and over and She has how many PhDs? Like one, two? phds she's supposed to be one of the smartest exobiologists in the known human civilization and
0: one dude with dreamy eyes rolls into town and she she just goes all swoony did
2: she have a james holden poster in her room when she was growing up or something (laughs) i mean this is that that was what i felt like is like watching this i was feeling like oh yeah this is the same way that this must be what middle-aged women look like when they're going to a rock, to a, a concert <laughs> of the people that they were thrilled about when they were kids, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: She's going she, <laughs> to throw her. <laughs> now, Stephanie's Just got a dreamy look on her face.
1: I've never been that type of woman that really? has gone to one of these type of concerts. Really? Just, um, okay, yes. Me and my sister have seen New Kids on the Block twice now, and they are some of the best concerts I have ever been to
2: how old were you when you went to these new kids on the block concert
1: um one was like last year so wow. they were no
2: longer the new kids on the block no, they're,
1: they're like so this is 30 40 50 year old women watching 50 year old men doing boy band dancing on stage and it was a riot it was so much fun that, best concerts ever
0: that donnie Wahlberg is dreamy he
1: wasn't my favorite <laughs>
0: But if that's who your favorite is. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you said he was your favorite. I'm like, you like the bad
1: boys? No, he was not my favorite. I imagine that. You have to remember, I was probably like six when they were really big. So um, I went for the 16 year old who is Joey McIntyre. Why are we talking about (laughs) these kids
2: on the block? (laughs) The best part about this is the look on your face as we're talking about this because it's just kind of this innocent little... Uh.
0: because Jim Holden fits right in with the new kids that's I'm t- right. I had
1: so many boys up on my wall when I was growing up and that's exactly how this felt and I think now that I'm an adult I'm like why it's stupid you're I- dumb and you're an adult why are you treating at least now in my age I can be like yeah I went to this concert and it was a blast do I still have new kids up on my, blo- like on my wall at home no Okay. I do not
2: and as fair as that is I have to tell you, I have had the opportunity to go to Vegas with some with some work friends and they found out that somebody, I can't remember who, I'm not gonna, I, I'm i not even, I didn't try to figure out who because I just smiled and said, you guys go have a good time. I'm going back to my hotel room and going to bed. But they were all excited and giddy as little children, little little teeny boppers going off to see some 60-year-old guy do a Vegas show. And it was like, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, you realize all of you are acting like 50 years younger than you are was right it, this moment in time. Was it and Wayne they were like, Newton? It might've been, I can't, I don't know. That's the thing. It didn't even occur to me to really care, but they were so over the moon. They were like, ah, I always want to. And I'm like, okay. So when I'm reading this book and I, what's her name? Elvie. Elvie. Yeah. when she does this, I'm like, okay I get it I have a I have a picture
0: for this because I was with grown women who were just like that it I'd was like goofy. to goofy I'd like to point out that we just spent six minutes <laughs> talking about new kids on the block and <laughs> Vegas lounge singers that's how fun this book was
1: <laughs> I can't believe we spent that much time talking about my um my teenage yeah
0: that's how much we enjoyed this book well okay that's there is a
2: piece of this and I'm I mean, I'm sure that it means something as we continue on, but I'm telling you that got that when we were initially talking about this book on our on our little chats, Mm -hmm. um, Stephanie, I think you were the first one who kind of chimed in and said, oh, I am so tired of this.
1: So to clarify, I really enjoyed the story, the plot line of this book. I think it's interesting. We're on a new planet. I was really excited about that. And then we got started to be introduced to some of these new characters. Some older characters have returned. And I was really excited. Mm-hmm. And now I have to listen to these characters talk. And I'm like, you're all idiots. You have this great storyline that's unfolding in front of you. And this is what you decide to talk to me about as a reader. Yeah. i mean, like, yeah. Elvie is constantly talking about Holden. I'm like. You are probably one of the smartest people on this planet with all of this really interesting stuff to do, and this is what you're sharing with me as a reader. Yep. And then I have Havelock, who you're listening to his chapters, and I'm like, "Wow, you are whiny." You, <laughs> you, who mm-hmm. knows what you're doing and everything that that's going on in your world? And again, this is what you're choosing to say to me, and that's where I was getting just so frustrated because the plot line is great. It's so it's exciting. I love the new world. I love the things that they're discovering. I just don't care what these characters have to say because yeah. it's not po- like yeah. moving the story forward for yeah. me. I'm
0: I'm with you. I I want to like everything about this book i really do i mean we're we're talking about the wild west which i love we're talking about like the little nitpicky sciencey things you know the details in the science which i enjoy which i know you love we're gonna get there we're gonna get there we'll we'll talk about (laughs) these are things like here's this brand new world let's talk about how it's different from our world and how interstellar Cosmo or cartography would work and all of this stuff. And, and here's this, this political dynamic with new settlers versus the government versus trying to relocate people off of their claimed land, that sort of all of these things that sound really awesome. And, and it does, it descends into this guy rolls into town and everybody's whining. I'm like, Oh my God. And I shut up all of you.
2: And, and I think that there's, I, I think that it's really interesting. I, as I've thought about this a little bit, um, I I find it interesting that all of the characters are kind of whiny about stuff. Even one of the characters that on initial blush seems like he's the he's the the bad A in town, and that's Murtry but they're all kinda whiny. I mean, he's kinda whiny too. Oh, yeah, like,
1: Mertry's terrible. We should you, talk you,
2: about Murtry. Well, you know what? Let's should shall we talk about Murtry or should we talk about the science thing first and get that out of the way? Let's talk
0: about Murtry because
2: we're, we
1: we're already talking about characters. Yeah,
0: so. well, we're, okay, we're, so we're here. Let's, let's, let's talk stay with about Murtry. Murtry What do you what do you think of this of, of what do you think the new sheriff in town I, Watch watch Stephanie's face. Ready? <laughs> Ready? I kinda like him.
1: Of course you do. <laughs>
0: You really? I like him as a character. Really? As a character? Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I like you him as a character. No, I like how the way he's written. Okay. Okay. Yes. So you like would the not invite him written. to a barbecue? Oh no! He's awful. Okay. He's he's he, he's he's the kind of guy who has a little bit of power. Back in the civilized world, and now that he's out making the rules, he's gonna make sure that you all know that he can <laughs> flex it. You know? No,
1: he's just evil. Absolutely evil. I don't like Mercury.
0: I don't know that he's evil, yes, but he I he is. Okay. He is. Never Remember, mind. Ken, sorry, you I'm wrong. are wrong. I'm gonna sit back now <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> Well, that was the first one. Let's Ladies see how and many
1: times is it going to happen in this episode? Ladies and gentlemen, if
0: you had Ken your timer set at wrong. I hope you guys it, <laughs> it was what, twelve minutes? Thirteen minutes. <laughs> we're we're at about fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> whoever had 15 no, we're, minutes we're at about twelve minutes, sorry. Yeah. Twelve minutes and change. <laughs> you you win the QP doll this time around. We should set we should set a wrong counter. Yeah, we. Should. How many
1: times is Ken wrong in one episode? How many times <laughs> is
2: Ken wrong, and when is Todd going to cry? I'm sure
0: <laughs> that those are the ones that people are laying
2: out for themselves. According to Stephanie, Todd, has no intention of crying rules. on this episode. By the way, none. Just so we're clear, none. <laughs> so, but, so you like Merch? You like the way that
0: Merch written as a character? Yes. Okay, but you don't like him. No, he's he's a bad guy. I mean, he's clearly a bad guy. He's.
2: You yeah. don't like the way he's written as a character. Um eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right.
1: No. I don't know. Like it's one of those things. You have a bad guy and there are some um villainous characters that I've read that I enjoy reading. Yeah. Because they're they're smart and the way that they plan out their schemes and everything, they're interesting characters. Yeah. Even though you know that they're evil. Like, Murtry for me is just evil. Like, I don't understand. And maybe it's just his thought process is so simplistic. Like, he's so black and white. And obviously is just more on that black side than the white side, I guess. But that I have a hard time even enjoying him as a character, even though he is evil. Because I can't say that evil characters can't be enjoyable or good.
0: He feels very
1: well written characters, but he
2: feels very might makes right. Here's one of the here's one of the interesting things. He is dominating part of our conversation, but he's not even one of our named characters.
0: In in the that's book series, true. in the
2: book series, we get characters that are the characters whose
1: perspective. He's not one we of our yeah. point of views. So yeah. He's Hold, not one
0: of our point of view characters. Holden and the irrelevant characters that'll be gone next book. That's I mean, <laughs> that's what we get <laughs> every book. That's what they are.
2: Well, the interesting the interesting thing for me is that, and I have to admit, when I when I was reading the first what four or five chapters, I really liked Murtry. and I said to myself, I I like this guy. He's he's calm. He's methodical. He's got a plan. He's going to, you know, he's, he's putting things together. He, this is, this is the kind of, this is the kind of person that I say to myself, I look for in a time of difficult situations. I look for someone who's, who's calm, who's, who's collected, who's got a few things put together and who understands how he's going to go into something. And And then he 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 shoots shoots a guy in the face. He shoots him in the face in cold blood. Now, never mind the fact that That Coop really deserved to be shot in the face. Sure.
1: But still, I mean, when you're thinking about someone who's trying to bring law and order into a place, like... Is he trying to bring law and order? But...
0: He's trying to bring his order. Yeah.
1: His law and his order. whatever. But that's kind of the thought process is that you want, if he's going to be the new sheriff in town kind of thing, like, what he did was completely still uncalled for. Correct. Other than the fact that The man said a few things that Murtry didn't like. Murtry didn't know that he was the one that planned everything. He's not. It wasn't that I know for a fact you are guilty. And now before you can start anything else, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's you opened your mouth and I didn't want you to. So I'm just going to kill you.
0: Yeah. The best part about that, by the way, is it happens like two seconds after Holden gets there and says, "Okay, we're going to be civilized. Boom.
1: What did I just say? Yeah. Yeah. It was just his way of saying, screw you, Holden. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to. And then you knew there was going to be massive problems (laughs) between the two of them.
0: It's just the timing is funny. But so you're talking about how he's not even one of the named characters or one of the main characters that we follow. Our
1: point of view. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The main POV characters that we follow. And it's funny that we like him. We do the same thing with Amos. Okay, now- All the time. I and
2: and let's be clear, See? the interactions between Amos and Murtry in their first moment uh-huh. when Amos is standing right next to him, I, I got to tell you, I th- this this would be one of those moments that I would be just sitting there and rewinding the video and eating popcorn <laughs> watching it. As one killer to another, I just want you to know, I'm going to kill you. Uh,
1: <laughs> Amos I is... know what
2: you are, and I'm going to end you. You know, I mean, it's just- it, I, I and I think the reason that the the thing that differentiates for me Amos from Mercury is that Mercury's code is built on somebody else said I could so I'm gonna. And Amos's code is built around, you know what? You're a good person and I'm not going to have I'm I'm going to make sure that no bad things happen to you as a good person. We yeah. saw him do it with Anna mm-hmm. in the last book. He recognized that she was a good person. Um, we see him do it with Holden and with Naomi. You guys are good people. He knows he doesn't ha- necessarily have for himself a really clear <laughs> line on good and bad, <laughs> right. right and wrong. You know, he knows that he's kind of a, he's he's kind of a little bit skewed um, <laughs> be- for for reasons that I guess we're gonna find we can find out in in one of the side novels. But we've gotten enough indication. The churn, you guys. Read the churn. We've we've gotten enough indication along list. the yeah. way that that it's very obvious yeah. that he's he's got a he's got a, a moral compass that's a little bit battered and beat up. So he trusts others to give him a moral compass that works. And he's kind of figuring things out, but he also has a no BS filter. <laughs> yeah. And when he sees Murtry pull off this stuff, he's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's that's not how that's not how this works. Yeah. Let me ask this question. We've we've been talking about that first encounter with Coop. I think all of us can agree that Coop was a Coop was a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. And and really truly, he was an extremist. He was, you,
1: I knew he yeah. you knew he was going to die. It was a little startling how it was, and when it was surprising he died. that quick.
2: Yeah. I yeah. was figuring that there was going to be a little bit more intrigue. Yeah. I
1: thought that he was going to have a few more plans that he played out and then was going to die. Right. But yeah.
2: So from, from that standpoint, I feel like, you know what? Yeah. He got what he deserved. He got, you know, yeah. cause you know, yeah. I mean, he's, he's responsible for setting all of this up and planning it and, and putting yeah. Baja in a place where, you know, it's, it, there's, there's no choice and it's as much as Baja is the one that pulls the button or pushes the button. I think that Coop's the one that's pulling the strings Absolutely. and ultimately I think Coop's the one that really
0: deserves to be, you know, to pay the price and he does. Well, yeah. You live by extreme violence. You die by extreme violence. I mean, what if we made Murtry
2: telepathic and he knew that he was the bad guy? Does that change? Does that change anything about the way that we feel like you did that? (laughs) And he goes he turns no. around and he, and he turns around and immediately he looks at Holden and he says, "Well, when we came through the alien gate, I got telepathy, which told me that he was the person that was actually planning all of this. <laughs> so you should be thanking me for taking for getting rid of the worst possible element of this criminal in my.
1: you know, the sad thing is is even if that hadn't happened, I could still see Murtry doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just kind of be like, and half of the people would be like, that did it. Yes. Whoa, <laughs> okay. I'm going to follow him because... How
0: come I didn't get telepathy powers? He has space alien telepathy.
1: (laughs) But it's so hard in... Especially with our day and age, you have that innocent until proven guilty kind of thing. Yes, we do. And there are so many movies. I don't even there's one specific one and I can't even think of who's in it or anything where they, and maybe it's, I think a Tom Cruise movie where they're tracking down people that could do bad things. Minority, Minority Report. report. Yeah. See, I knew that someone, it's, that, it's a Tom have. Cruise movie, did, right? Did we say that in stereo? Yeah. That was pretty good. Hopefully listeners
2: less. got it in stereo.
1: <laughs> but it's one of those things, like that's how I would feel that situation would be. Yes. Yeah. Is just because you can hear something doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I know there are times I have some violent thoughts. <laughs> Shocking, what? I know. What? But they do happen on occasion really? and if someone randomly heard some of the stuff that goes on in my head and decided, "Oh, well if she's going to do that, I'm going to take her out." Like I'm not a bad person and there's no way I would ever do that. So how do you <laughs> prove that just because he was having these thoughts or those kind of things, like I'd have a hard time even if Murtry did that.
0: I'm I'm still stuck on Stephanie's not a bad person. I, I, I know (laughs) she's not, I know she's not.
2: And, and I agree. And we spent, I think we've given that character as much time as I really want to give him. I think suffice to say that he, he never gets to a point where I feel like he redeems himself. He is always the, he is, he is always about the company first. He is always, he, his his regard for
0: human life over corporate property bothers me. I think yep. it's yeah. it's just going to get worse because here we are in a situation where the planet's trying to kill everyone let's all work together I have a feeling that goes only so far and I think the authors have done a
2: wonderful job of writing him in such a way that we respond to him that way that we can see it and yeah. and also putting it into a situation where we look at it and we go you know what though if you got to have if you got to have a bad guy may as well have a bad guy and we've had some interesting and really reprehensible bad guys in this series yeah and yet I have to be honest, they look pretty familiar. <laughs> I'm not saying that they look like people in my neighborhood, but I am saying that there's a couple that I, I've, I've had run-ins with people that sound like every one of these bad guys that we've run across
1: yeah.
2: every one of them. And I've known a couple of Amoses. and boy, do I like having them on
0: my side. <laughs> right. So uh, who's, who's worse, Mertry or uh, captain? What's the captain's name of the Israel captain Mercer. No. no uh sorry i don't, I, bring
1: I can't know. remember
2: no i can't remember somebody out there is it. screaming it and we'll figure it we'll we'll remember it it seems like it starts with an m yeah i don't remember but i can't he's, remember
0: he, he's just so i don't know okay now him i get I, him
2: uh, i get and the reason that i get yes, him,
0: but the I mean,
2: reason that i get him is because he is not about he is not about anybody he doesn't have a dog in this fight what does he he calls himself he says i'm the taxi says, driver he's the lorry yeah. driver yeah. i'm the lorry driver um, he recognizes that he has very little zero authority over anybody that's involved in all of this. He just wants to get everybody home.
1: He's mainly just wants himself. To get home. He just wants Him to get home. Him and his own crew. Yeah. He wants to get his people home. And if it means He's the
0: glorified taxi driver, he doesn't care. And and you know what? I got I you know, saying it that way, it kind
2: of reminds me of another Tom Cruise movie. Uh collateral. Collateral. <laughs> where where Jamie Foxx is just like I just want to get done with this day.
1: <laughs> then I don't think it's fair to say that he doesn't care. I just think he knows that he can't do anything about Correct. it. Correct. That it I'm sure if he had the ability to do something and to try and help, I mean I don't think that he is a bad person that would be like forget you all or else I think he would have been gone a long time ago. Oh yeah.
2: Well, yeah. and let's let's keep in mind he hasn't fulfilled his contract yet. There's still a lot of yeah. people for RCE that are on board the the Edward Israel and so can't go anywhere he's got his people still he hasn't fulfilled his contract like, i wonder if he had <laughs> if he had fulfilled his contract he'd be gone
1: yeah i think and he could have i guess he could have just said that's nice i'm going to send you guys all down with you whatever equipment you have yeah that sucks that it's not how you wanted things to work out cuz there is that little group of people over there but we're here get off my ship i'm yeah. leaving yeah he could have But I don't think. But he doesn't. He doesn't. I think in deep down he's a good person. He just knows that again he has no control. He has no authority authority over these people.
0: Correct, Captain Marwick. By the way, Marwick. Marwick. Marwick Thanks for looking that
1: up. Thank you
2: for looking it up. Um, so what about Baja? Uh,
1: When when uh,
0: we first heard the word, did you guys immediately uh, connect it?
1: No, I absolutely forgot. Actually, I
0: yep, I had completely forgotten the connection until he mentioned it and i went oh yeah huh yeah i don't care
1: he went in depth on where i was like oh yeah i vaguely remember that one little character that got passed over pretty quickly in that one other book we read yeah and then you're (laughs) you're like okay that's nice so he was so whiny they're all oh my gosh they're all every one of them but he's so self self self-deprecating yeah is that how the word i want probably yes
0: he's also got he's also got a very guilty conscience about allowing himself to be used as an extremist and a terrorist i have to admit as soon as they said baja okay i said i have no intention
2: of crying on this episode <laughs> but maybe there'll be one or two tears as soon as they said baja i made i'm i made that connection i said that's that's an unusual name isn't that katoa's oh yep that's katoa's dad and to hear the depths of frustration that he has about having left his son to die, and he keeps coming back to this, I left my son to die.
0: Yeah. Um, I honestly thought that he was going to have, he was going to be another one of those with a grudge against Jim Holden because he... Jim didn't save his son. Jim yeah, because Jim didn't save his son. So Yeah, and
2: interestingly enough, instead of having it that way, he holds it against himself. And And what a... Uh, what a what a poignant thing as a as a major piece of his character but then what abysmal kinds of things that he does as a result of it um you know he he flies to escape from civilization because maybe that will be easier mm-hmm. um they they you know he and his wife try and start a new family but obviously things are not going very well for them at the moment and maybe that's what drives him to Connect with radical people because he's trying to save his family from ever having he's problems holding again. On too yeah. tight,
0: and his family who wants to leave. She's like, I want to go and be a university his daughter. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's Like I just, I already lost one child. I don't want to lose this one. Oh, yeah, he's holding dude. on too tight. Which who can blame him? I mean, in that sense,
1: as a parent, I can understand. As a that parent feeling. who sent
0: his daughter out into the world, I can understand. Yeah, <laughs> as a, a as a, I'm just not as weepy about it. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> and I wish maybe I could be just a little less that way
2: uh actually uh this this episode will probably be aired at about the time that my i could that i could say this my if my daughter's listening in uh her boyfriend just came and asked me for asked me if i had my if they could have my blessing for them to get married and i'm like you're good
0: you're a
1: good kid been a tough anyway I can understand He's crying, but for <laughs> completely different reasons. What was the what was the, what was the time frame reason. on that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're
0: looking at about 28 minutes. I 28 minutes. All right. With, whoever had 28 Baja, minutes to win.
1: The thing with him, and I where my opinion of him starts changing is his conversation with Alex. Yeah. I love we got to see more of Alex, which I love.
0: And we get some we get some history.
1: Because we do. Yeah, we get some it's backstory great. on Alex that we haven't had before. But it's where Baja really starts looking inward and realizing what how he's been treating both himself and his family and that things can change and he can move forward from the decisions that he's made. And I love that conversation and that turning point where it's just him and Alex.
2: Yeah. I do too.
0: Um, yeah. uh, I can kind of I can kind of sympathize with Alex, though, also. I mean, you wanna you want to give him a little static for making what honestly can be seen as this kind of a selfish decision. I mean, he, they, he made an agreement with his wife. I come home and I resign and we live our life, but that's not who he is. And so he takes off again. Yeah. Yes. It's selfish. I, I can see that, but at the same time, you, you can sympathize with you belong in the sky a well, man's selfishness I is another know. man's self-actualization yeah. I'm not necessarily endorsing it And I
1: it. don't necessarily think it's as selfish as it might sound because it wasn't that is that if he didn't try he still spent how many years with his wife It said another Yeah, it was like another 20 years or something like that or Well, they were together long? for 20
2: years. That was how long he was in the navy. And then he comes <laughs> home and he's home for uh for a couple of years
1: it's time though i mean it's not like he came home was there for a month and was like this isn't for me i'm leaving Yeah, no
2: it was he He understood that
1: this is that he tried and i think both him and his wife probably realized this was neither one of them were as happy as they wanted to be
2: they they weren't as happy as when they were apart and so and i think that's not necessarily
1: (laughs) selfish that's just coming to a realization that Time passes and people change.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, I'm not, uh, everyone's, everybody has to live with their decisions. And I think that's what he was trying to help Baja understand is that you have to own your decisions, own them. And if, if you make a choice and that choice works out to be really crappy for some of the people around you, acknowledge that it's your choice and you made yeah. it and own it. Mm-hmm.
0: And he does, and that's, yeah. And the
2: moment that he does with his son, what a really interesting uh, an an interesting glimpse into his head during that conversation, the stilted conversation with his with his other son, his ten uh, year old son, Faez.
0: Faez, yeah, Is that his name.
1: No, he's the he's Elvis no, he's LB's. assist. He's the other oh. he's the other scientist. They're Fies. totally
0: they're totally gonna bang in the second half of this book. <laughs> Man, <laughs> either either that or.
2: We'll just anyway, drag on forever. Let's not go back to her. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I'm just saying. There, I can't. Re- I, I can't remember his name. If you're out there and you're, <laughs> it looking starts at with a Y. Uh, yes, Yasek? Yasik. That That's it. Yasik. Um, too many names. Too many names. So we're many all names. we're all reading so many books right now. It's too many names. Um, but his his conversation with Yasek, when he's when he's talking to him and he and Yasek, and he knows that Yassik is being uh is being radicalized. Mm-hmm uh, brought over to the dark side, however it is you <laughs> want to phrase it. Uh, and he's trying to figure out how do I tell my son that, that this is a bad idea and that I've already been down that and it's my fault. And Well, you know, he just, he owns it and he does the same, you know, he, he starts to own his choices. And that is a, a glimpse that makes me say, well,
1: okay. Okay. Maybe you're, I mean, and that for me was, that's huge. As a parent, I think the hardest person to admit my wrongs to is my son. Yeah. I mean, he's six, so he's really forgiving. But to admit when yeah. I do something wrong for him, that's big. And I think it's a huge teaching lesson saying yeah. that it's okay to be wrong. But again, on on this level where his son is following down a path that you certainly don't want him yeah. to go to, to say, I don't want you to do this because I've already done it and it's bad. That's to admit, I, I'm i the one that killed all these people. Yeah. I'm the one that did all of this and I'm the one that's the reason why this is a, as terrible as it is. That would be hugely hard for me to want to admit to my kids because especially at like 10, when you're a 10 year old boy, your father is next to god sometimes like that kind of relationship always
2: always when you're 10 i guess
1: depends on your type the father figure you have in your life it took until
2: it 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 took until 12
0: before we were (laughs) i was gonna say and once you hit 12 though yeah 12 and then anyway
1: but it but that's the kind of you have that star trek with with parents that these kids worship their parents so to admit as a parent that things are are bad
2: (laughs) it can be hard it can be really hard and it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of strength, takes a lot of strength of character. Yeah. And if that glimpse of strength of character in Baja stays with us um, and, and can, and can grow, maybe, maybe Baja will be a little less whiny, <laughs> but,
1: yeah. so. but right now so.
0: it's, it's hard. It, it's hard. Yeah. I think he'll be, yeah, I, I'm more. Interested to see if Havelock becomes less whiny. So let's talk oh, about. Did gosh. you guys when when you saw Havelock's name, did you kind of go? Oh, I, was kind, I, of, yeah, I, was, I was kind of excited about that until he started talking. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I was, I was thinking to myself, they're gonna,
2: they're gonna make this connection. Oh, you knew Miller. I knew Miller. Hey, let's talk about Miller. <laughs> and they were gonna, you know, share a couple of drinks as they talk about, you know, hey, what did you think of Miller? Yeah, he was kind of a jerk, but he was also pretty cool, don't you think? Da-da-da-da. I'm like. I, oh they're never gonna i i'm not sure they're ever gonna yeah there's like that.
1: no recognition of that that there's ever a connection that yeah. they might have been in the same plot line
2: i mean in in ago. the first in the first place he stuck on the edward israel for like forever mm-hmm. and then which is almost like shelving him i mean oh yeah but, well, and and I wonder if, oh, man, you know, I never thought about this until just now. I wonder if Murtry keeps him up on the Edward Israel because he's afraid he can't trust Havelock to I, really follow through.
0: I thought that was the exact reason.
2: Is I that Honestly, I, I felt was like that, articula- that was... was, was that, it wasn't articulated, was it? No,
1: because Murtry gives him, like... I just always felt like that was You're the, the one I can trust the most, so I need you up here. But I could see in the back of his head going... Yeah, you're going to be a problem for you, me. That's, so, so you, I'm going to keep you up here and I'm going to give you some that makes so,
0: me hate Murtry even more that he's a I manipulative could see son him of a doing gun. that. Maybe it's just from mm-hmm. reading so many books or something, but it, 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 it's the common thing that you would do. I can't trust you, but I don't want to tell you I can't trust you, or I can't rely on you. So I lie to so you so and I tell I'm gonna you that tell you're,
2: tell my, you, you're my one you're my one hope. Well, for so back I'm here. gonna
0: tell you you are so valuable. I need you to be as far away from me as possible. <laughs> Help me OV1 hive
2: lock, you're my only hope. Sure. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I let's... you're
0: so important to me. I need you to go up to this ship well away from me and yeah. train these guys that can't. Be I, I,
2: now that was also kind of that interesting. That was interesting, yes. Is that he turns around and he says, Oh, hey, by the way, I want you to train these guys, train train the train the engineering staff. And boy, talk about talk about some really kind of messed up oh, stuff that's coming out of that one. The 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 segregation that's occurring on the Edward Israel as a result of that between the belters and the interplanet mm-hmm. types. Um I and 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 uh have Having that moment where he says, "Yeah, you know what? Belters have never treated me very nice either. I don't have any problems at all with uh, with being being a jerk to a couple of belters." I'm watching that and I'm saying to myself, "Okay, yeah, a little bit of
0: a little bit of resentment." There.
2: We got a little, we well, not just a resentment, but a but a. You know, it's one thing to it's one thing to personally resent something. It's another thing to institutionalize that resentment mm-hmm. and put and it that's into the, action. Yep, and that's and I thing. I I was I was reading that and I was going, yep, okay, this is never <laughs> going to work out good. I don't think I can think of a situation in history or literature where that kind of an action works out good. And sure enough, true to form, it doesn't look like it's working out so good. <laughs> uh, the Belters, it uh, if you have been. If if you have been a an individual that is on the outside of a very large in group, your perspective on what you're reading with this mm-hmm. probably is different.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: And uh, and I think and and I really wanted. I got to be honest. When I was when I was reading this, when I've been reading these, I keep thinking of Havelock as this young. Not necessarily, he's not kid, but this you know, still kind of wet behind the ears guy, as he was portrayed in the first season of the show, uh, of the tele, of the sci-fi television uh-huh. series. Um, and and I don't know, you know, in in a lot of cases, I don't necessarily go with that. But I I watched a little bit of The Expanse before I knew we were going to be reading the books, um, to kind of get a feel for the flavor of them, yeah, and and give myself a little bit of grounding in what the what that world was going to look like. And so and I saw Havelock in. The actor that played Havelock in that.
0: I like that actor who plays Havelock. I like him. I like him. He was in. Did you ever see uh, The Rookie? Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, and he's in another show that I'm quite enjoying right now. Um, he's just showing up in the new in the reboot of Magnum P.I., and I quite oh, like him. Oh, that's right. He's Magnum. And he's the new Magnum. You yeah. need to watch more TV. He, no, you don't. No, you
1: don't. you don't. Just keep reading
0: books. Keep listening <laughs> to The like, Wheel of Time. You're I doing well, just fine. But, I don't
1: have any idea. Well, You're the lucky rookie. I remember Tom Cruise was in whatever that movie was. You said. <laughs> the Rookie is
0: that movie from a few years ago where Dennis Quaid plays the baseball coach who used to be a baseball pitcher, and he tries out again because his team wins the the only reason that ken and i really a, even I know about it show. is because it's a baseball movie I, love, I have to admit my mind went like so clear
1: back to like angels in the outfield
0: <laughs> oh no, not, no that's not quite that far back. not rookie of the year no that's so <laughs> that's
1: we, the movie i was thinking of
2: so uh when as as we read that i keep thinking of him in that kind of a way right that he's young that he's impressionable all these kinds of things mm-hmm. i as i'm reading the book ah uh, that one's that one's totally different yeah um, they, they talk about it as being this stocky earther and he's been around now long enough that he's probably at least midway through a career uh yeah. if not maybe a little bit further along uh he is not a, an impressionable little kid Oops. he's a he's a professional he's done this for a while and he's he's making a choice to adopt Mercury's attitudes and behaviors and extreme at, at extreme activities. I, I, I liked him in the first book because I thought he was going to be kind of used. And I'm, and in this book, I was like, yes, no, <laughs>
1: he was, he's been interesting. Cause in the first book, he almost felt like a throwaway character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like We're going to introduce you to this character. We're going to give you some really like some interesting things about him. And, and some you, kind of emotional stuff yeah, to deal with. Yeah, and you with. think, like, oh, okay, he's going to be a big part. And then all of a sudden he disappears. And you're like, what happened to Havlock? Yeah. Right. I don't know what happened to Havlock.
0: He like, went off to do personal security. He, he or just to disappears out of the it.
1: book completely. And so when he came back, I was like, okay, I like, like. Obviously, you took time in the first book to write about him. So I'm glad that he's back and he wasn't completely just lost. But yeah, yeah he's such a. Follower, yeah, which I wasn't expecting.
2: There's nothing wrong with being a follower as long as you choose. Not, a, as long as you choose a really good leader, there, not
1: not there necessarily. Is, when I'm sitting here listening to your point of view
0: <laughs> as a character
1: in a book, it feels like that's a problem. I don't yeah. want to be reading someone's point of view. Who's a follower and is just reiterating what this other character is saying. Well, no. well why don't you make him a point of view instead of just regurgitating from this other character? So uh, let me, yeah.
0: let me throw some. Oh, sorry. Can go ahead. I was going to say the, the other problem with it is it's okay to be a follower. As long as you are not a blind follower. And there's, there's followings. Like I have, I have my orders. Okay, now think about those orders as you execute them and how to execute them and why you're doing it and all that. Don't just this is my order that that's what I'm gonna do and leave it at that and be kind of a wiener. Yeah. In fairness,
2: now in, in fairness, I do wanna I do wanna throw this out and make sure that we're thinking about this so that our so that our complete and utter disrespect for Havelock is <laughs> within a context, right? Havlock doesn't really get any information except what gets passed through Mercury. Mm-hmm. That is true. So if you were getting information from someone that is telling you this is a horrible situation, they're they're militarizing themselves, We there is every possibility that things are going to get out of control and that even the people that are sent here to keep us all on the same level playing field are not going to be able to control these people and I'm afraid I'm going to be taken off the board as well. You, if you're hearing this... Is it? Are are you even thinking? Well, I wonder if he's giving me bad information because he's just a jerk. <laughs> or are you thinking, "Wow, I I got people relying on me here. I better."
1: I think yeah. it's the moment where, he, like, once they they capture Naomi and Naomi ends up on the ship, and Naomi starts saying things. That's the moment I really wanted Havelock to start thinking through some of the things that he is being told. Yeah, I get that she's. She's the bad guy in his situation. She's a saboteur. She was the one coming onto his ship. And I can understand that. But at the huh. same time, I mean you listen have you have all these other stories and you always have the prisoners that have to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they change the point of view of their prison guard and everything. But that's the moment that I wanted Havelock to really start thinking through things instead all of just being Mile. like Yeah. No. <laughs> Be quiet, you like Mercury's talking. I'm going to stop you. Like, I'm like, uh, stop, stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> You're far enough into your book. And I guess that's the thing that it, I keep going back to is as this is a book <laughs> and I am trying to be, I want to be entertained and enjoy these characters. I have a hard time with that.
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: in real life, yes, this is, he is a very real life character. This is how you expect people to react in real life. But I'm not reading about real life. I am reading a book of fiction and I want I want more out of these characters.
0: I get it. But you want realistic type characters. And I, I, mean, I know people who are very much like Havelock in
1: But they're not yeah. interesting as an enter a form of entertainment in a book.
2: No. To you. To you. <laughs> to you. To you. There might be a I'm few people. There might be a few people who are actually finding all of that stuff very interesting. I will
1: concede that Ken may not possibly (laughs) be wrong. Wow. Maybe.
2: Wow. Yes. I'm not.
0: That was quite big of you, Stephanie. (laughs) I feel like we should end the episode here. No, (laughs) no, no. no. We are not going to end the episode here. There's nothing else to talk about now that Ken might be right. Okay. Might
1: have a point. (laughs)
0: It's on my head. Alright,
2: well, if if I, in order to keep these two from, from going at each other, I'll no, give them somebody else to
0: go at. They can go at me.
2: What do you think of the science in I, this book? I, really,
0: <laughs> really quick. I wanna I wanna actually say a good thing about Elvie.
2: Oh man, now you're gonna derail
0: my science no, no, talk no, this one is, more time. This is just quick. This I is, can't
1: believe he has something nice to say about Elvie. Well, so I, let's hear it. <laughs> about
0: about the character of Elvie. I think that she does serve to show us just how much time has elapsed in this book. Because here, I mean, we we see her as like, oh my gosh, she's just doe-eyed, fawning, blah blah blah. But from her perspective, she's seen Holden on the news feeds and all of that yeah. for years now. It's yeah. not just, I mean, because we we read the books and and better we, part of a decade, and we pick up the next book and we pick up the next book, and we're we're going through them like this. It took them seventy days to get from the ring mm-hmm. to the planet. Yeah, I mean, and we we lose perspective on exactly how much time is passing here. Uh, it's been several years since we started book one. And so she's seen doughy eyed superstar boy scout, Jim Holden on the news, you know, and it it's, it does serve to show us just how much time has elapsed in that sense. And that. that is all I will say about her. I'll buy that.
2: <laughs> um, so I, I have to, uh, as, as, as people who have been listening to us talk about science fiction, uh, here on the legendarium if if you've been listening to us talk about science fiction here on the legendarium, you've probably heard me say on more than one occasion, the science has to drive the fiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this book, we've got a healthy dose of that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I absolutely
0: just, love it it is so there much is fun. this yellow
1: golden glow around todd right now as he is speaking <laughs> oh sorry because of how excited he is i just cannot contain it i really
0: can't it's so cool i don't I, think my, his smile
1: will get anything i
0: know and it's been fun through the entire series when you have things like the ship docks perpendicular so you're walking on bulkheads instead of on floors and stuff like that, and and as you're flying, you're in L G. I g. I
1: love that the science and these books are completely believable. Yeah, like give us a good another, who knows how many years and we could get there.
2: Yeah. I, when 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 I was thinking about uh what one of the one of the moments that I said to myself, "Oh wow, this is re- maybe I would have gone into biology if it had been like this." When she was talking about get it, getting a sample of something and putting it in her satchel right. and the satchel stabs it with all the needles and then does all of the all of the measurements and stuff and sends the information off. I'm like, wow. "No no no formaldehyde smell. You're not have to <laughs> you're not have to slice them open and yeah. try no, I, no finest- micro that. No
0: magnifying glass. Oh, and, hey!
2: Yeah, I'm telling you, I wanted to go. I wanted to go microscopic before I wanted to slice them all up. I didn't enjoy oh, the. Dude, da- I
1: love that part of biology. I didn't that, like Where's that Where's my frog? Get, me, get I, me, a
0: mimic lizard and stick it to the pin board. And well, you it, know. the
2: frog basically kind of it, it, disembowels it's, itself. Yeah, it dissects oh, itself. So you gross. see all
1: sorts of things inside that lizard. But so. the
2: but the fun thing about it was that she's just when when she's not worrying about James Holden, <laughs> she is thinking about how many. Things are being changed as a result of the science that they're learning while they're there, mm-hmm. and, that and she's the
1: first person that knows these. things. And it right. was
2: so much fun. It reminded me, I when I was uh, when I was in seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade, my my buddies and I took a voluntary science class, summer science class, where we went off and we did water evaluations and measuring for pH and doing samples and bringing back leaves and you know do was like
0: me, it was so much fun
2: um and and it was just and then we 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 get elvi with the exobiology but then we also have Fias, who's the the geologist of the group yeah. and going through and talking about all of these all of the the aspects of the science of the process and the different perspectives that they take on uh on how this planet came to be i and it makes me it it made me stop a couple of times when 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 Fias brings up things that LV doesn't even want to think about. Elvi's looking at it from one area. Fias is looking at it mm-hmm. from another and they confront each other with differences of opinion that are based on their scientific observations. Mm-hmm. I was having yeah. so much fun with that. <laughs> but the one of them was the one of them that was kind of weird was when Fias goes, yeah, well, okay, you can think whatever you want to, but I'm not sure that this planet was natural because uh, there are no plates.
0: Yeah. I love and, and I, I kind of went I have nothing uh, to study here because there there's are There's no there's no plate tectonics no plate there shouldn't tectonics. be earthquakes that there's the reason there's only one one continent on this planet because there are no plates to create new ones you know stuff like yeah, that Yeah there's
2: there's some real there's some real um nuggets of scientific mystery mm-hmm. that they're that they're doling out and I think that that these You know, as I as I as I was working through it and as I've been thinking about it, uh, uh, getting ready for this for this episode, I I think that those are are much more interesting than I was giving them credit for at first blush. And I was having so
0: much fun with them. I I really am. Um, I'll tell you another one I like really quick. Uh, the whole reason Naomi was pretty much shelved for this book. She didn't want to go through the process. Here's yeah. a here's a lady who has never been on a planet, who has only survived, only su- existed in artificial gravity, who doesn't want to go through the biological process or the physiological process to make her body gravity worthy. Yeah, gravity yeah. tolerant. So, it, it, well, I'm the, not even
1: sure she could. Maybe on this planet. I don't well, remember what the gravity's like on this planet, but that's what she said that she couldn't she couldn't, you get, she couldn't survive on Earth yeah, because of the yeah. gravity. There's nothing that they could do. That's why Holden was saying, hey, my family's going to come up to Luna yeah. so you can meet my family because she can't go to Earth.
2: Well, keep in mind the, the Belters were in a similar situation. And one of the they, – they did make a comment about the fact that they spent – because it took a long time to get from Ceres Station or from Ganymede Station mm-hmm. where they started uh, out wandering around for a while until they find the gates. And then they make their way – as refugees to the ring, and then they sneak through the barricade mm-hmm. as quick as they can to become squatters. Yep. Allah the land rush of the 1840s <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh 1870s. I can't remember when it was. Um, I'm sure somebody's gonna be really upset with me. Hey, I remembered it was the Great <laughs> Land Rush, okay? Um, and to stake their claim and a la the 1847 gold rush. And, and they, all I and
1: can they, think of is isn't that a Tom Cruise movie and,
2: too? <laughs> far and away? <laughs> yes, yes it, is. <laughs> it is. We should call this episode oh, an homage this to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Tom um, but, uh, Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. Um, <laughs> and then Allah cast Castaway. Then they, they get there and they say, but along the way they'd spent almost a year st- with steroids and physical mm-hmm. workouts and all these kinds yeah. of things trying to get themselves so that they'd be gravity tolerant. And they kind of make some mentions of the fact that some of them just aren't getting it. They just, it's just too tough. Um, but, but what a, what a fascinating exploration of the fact that not only have, not only have the authors done a lot of work to properly represent space travel and the, the complications and the difficulties for distance and for communication and all those kinds of things, but they're also paying very close attention to what goes on with the, with the bio biolog- biological aspects with the geographical aspects of a new planet and doing all this study. I, I have to admit too. There are some moments where Elvie's talking about we we have to protect and be able to study this place in its purity. And the idea yep. of setting up a dome and having decontamination procedures and all of those kinds of things and that she gets there and she's frustrated by the fact that they've they've contaminated everything. Uh, there was a moment in my little scientific brain that went off and said that was sure rude of them. Um,
1: <laughs> and I my little brain is saying, well, why don't you just go to the other side of the planet? I, I, this isn't a small little island in the middle of water that they've landed on. There's a well, lot. There's a lot of, and that was my. This is my thought process: is going okay. Well, if they're contaminating this little area for you, or you're upset because they're sitting on this little area for you, because yeah. the only reason you really seem to have landed anywhere near them is because they were building your landing pad. Yeah, yeah. which they eventually blew up, but. <laughs> Why did it you go land your shuttles over there and away from go someplace them. that you yeah. knew you'd
2: be want that you'd be like? Wanted.
1: It's a planet. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to land three feet from your neighbor? That's all I like. That's what I was thinking. But course, that's where
0: the civilization
2: was. I so am, obviously, my care. scientific mind and Stephanie's scientific mind works differently.
1: <laughs> this is why I studied sociology and not biology. <laughs> 'Cause I obviously care way more about how society works and the intricacies of the society that they were building than the biology of the planet. To yeah. <laughs> be
2: fair, I am I, I I studied psychology too.
0: So um they so just, we're we're kind of in the same range. They just landed on the outskirts of town, that's all.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you always do when you're moving through town. Right. Hey, we got beautiful land over here, but there's people over there. Let's see if we can go cause a little bit of trouble <laughs> and where Chase them out of their building so we can use their. Where know. where does
0: Commander Riker and the away team beam <laughs> down to? They don't beam down to seven miles outside of town. They beam in town, but to- they're
1: not looking at, at colonizing where they're landing. They're look they're landing on this planet or whatever to learn about the people on the planet and how they live. If the whatever the big
0: but the RCE corporate, is, yeah, the, yeah the
1: RCE they're there to colonize and set up a civilization already on this planet. So why? Like, I understand why, because obviously they're building their landing pad. Yeah. But after all of this, then everything blows up from there. So,
2: Because it wouldn't make a good book there's otherwise. There's a
1: point. I get that <laughs> there's a point. <laughs> there's your point. <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking. They're making this huge deal about these people are ruining this planet because they're here that's nice. You're here too. So go over there. Cause <laughs> guess what? It's the same planet.
0: Yeah. Eventually they're going to have to learn to work together. I, well,
1: I only have a little bit of an opinion on this.
0: Well,
2: yeah. Working together. <laughs> if they, if they survive, cause as we finish that, as we finish the first half of the book,
1: here is a big tidal wave coming.
2: Yeah, oh. the 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 planet-killing tsunami that they wire down and say, "Well, you know how big those waves are. They're kind of bigger than anything we've ever seen before." <laughs> uh, we're watching moons melt in space and lightning storms that we can track from with the naked eye from our spaceship, Captain. You're about to die, <laughs> you know. And and I mean, and and what an what an interesting kind of predicament that that we throw them into it's it's not enough that we're almost killing each other now the planet's going to try and kill us as well. Yep. Uh we almost die on the landing. We almost die from Mercury. Well, and a bunch of people did, let's be yeah. fair, you know, that he set up there a situation where a bunch going of people on, did. So. Um we almost die <laughs> We almost die from Amos and Murtry getting at it. Um, <laughs> that and would then, be so awesome. and then we've got the planet almost ready to kill us. Uh, how much more can go wrong? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Probably more. Cause we're only halfway into the book. Don't, don't ask. Cause... Hey, there was, there's, there's, there's one, there's one last little thing that I, that I really want to talk about before we end. Um, right. and that is Avasarala coming in, in the middle of this book. Yeah. And that, you know, when, when, when Holden is, He's shaved and he's cleaned up and he's walking over and he's gonna he's gonna talk to you know, he's he's getting his his communiques and all of a sudden we get Avasarla. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Can I just tell you that I started to laugh out loud and my wife came in and said, What is so funny? And I said, You remember Avasarla? You remember the, the woman that swears all the time? You remember the woman that when she told Amos and Bobby to go play with the little child and then she came down and she saw him pushing her back and forth, she said, I didn't say use the fuck I didn't say use the child as a ball. <laughs>
1: That's just because you like Avatarsara. That you I were do, excited I about. I do. I do. I like Avatarsara so much. She's one of my favorite characters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so when she showed up, I was kind of like, <laughs> Well you, while while Elvie's doing that with James Holden, I'm doing that with Avatarsara. So I, I like Avatarsara
0: too, but not like that. Not like that.
2: <laughs> not like that. It was a. It, it was just. It was just one of those moments. I guess for me, the the piece that made it, the the reason that I made it was was so excited about it is that. Of, of all of the wrinkles that get thrown into these books, a big political intrigue whenever Avasarala shows up is always really interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the fact that she's, you know, she's the she's the power in the U.N. It's very clear that Holden that she and Holden have a, you know, you owe me one kind of relationship. And so, you know, putting him in a position to, to be her to be her chi- her chief player, uh, made me, you know, just just kind of made me go, oh, okay, well, that's this is how this series is gonna go. We're gonna see Avasarla again, and I'm gonna have a lot of fun with her
0: because I like her. I think she's funny. the best laid plans of mice and men. Yeah, well, so uh, are we? At a, are we at a good stopping point? I think we kind of are. I think yeah. We are.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, there's certainly more to talk about in this book. We are. We're gonna look forward to talking about that too. I'm sure. In the meantime, it'll be better. At, it'll pick. In.
0: It'll pick up. <laughs> Can
2: it get worse?
1: No.
0: Ooh. Why do you ask questions like that? I really
2: now it's need going to get
1: worse.
0: Be... <laughs> you always. We haven't talked at all about Miller. We
2: haven't talked at all about oh, the yeah, the no. investigator.
0: Jeez. We haven't talked
2: at all. There's some stuff going on that, in this. That
0: interlude. I'm like, what? Stop, stop. the interlude. Stop. You're hurting my head. Stop. I liked them. I liked them. It... Of course you do. That's because you reach out. 113 times a second. It reaches out. It reaches out. Doors and corners, kid. Doors and corners. I do yeah. I do love doors and corners. That saying is fantastic. Yeah, I'm getting a kick out of it, All too. right, there. We talked about Miller. Are you happy? All right. Yeah, I'm
1: happy because I like... That's really all we needed. Because he likes the science. Okay,
0: okay. I do
2: like the science. I... I'll shut up. They're looking at me. <laughs> They're both looking at me like Todd. It's time. Thanks, like, everybody, for like joining us on this one. We got more to talk about in the second half of this. Uh, hopefully, you're enjoying the series as much as we are. In the meantime...